For the News and Observer and the NC Insider, I'm Dawn Vaughn, your host for Under the Dome for Monday, October 3rd, 2022. I'm here with Kyle Ingram, who was our politics intern this past summer and is now leading our Project 170 grant-funded effort as part of our coverage of the General Assembly elections. This year, every single seat in the North Carolina legislature is on the ballot, as they are every two years. It's two-year terms for both chambers. So all 50 state senators and all 120 state House members are, are on their ballots in their various districts. Part of our coverage here at the NNO is sending out candidate questionnaires to candidates in our coverage areas. This is usually a heavy lift just for our coverage areas that we do. For, for all the elections, both at you know state, federal, and local level, our colleagues at the Charlotte Observer do the same. But this year, we did something different. We wanted to be able to run candidate questionnaires through the entire state. So that is a heavy lift. So we obtained a grant from the American Press Institute to fund Kyle Ingram doing all those questionnaires. So our politics team came up with the questions, and Kyle sent them out. This is so, so many questionnaires, Kyle. Tell us what we need to know about this, about the grant and and the process of all these questionnaires. Hi, Don. Yeah, this is very many questionnaires. So we sent out 310 questionnaires to all candidates for the 170 legislative races that are going on right now. So far, we've got a little under half of those back. So it's a little difficult to make broad generalizations about the candidate slate. But we do have a few things that we're seeing as trends as we get these back. So uh, one of the trends that we see is that the Republicans uh, are sort of split on Medicaid expansion. Most of our Republican respondents are saying that they're undecided on whether they would support that plan. But every single Democratic response that we've gotten has been in support of an expansion. We've also got almost every Democrat in favor of medical marijuana. Uh, Republicans on the other side are split. Half are saying yes. The other half are no or undecided. We asked our candidates a lot about education in this questionnaire. That's come a lot, come up a lot uh, in the legislative session that just happened with the Parents' Bill of Rights, talking about the Leandro plan. Leandro is something that the Democrats are focusing a lot on in these responses and talking about fully funding public education. Uh, Republicans are also talking about supporting schools, but not talking about Leandro. We're getting some talk about uh, school safety with more school resource officers. Uh, they're also talking about uh, issues like critical race theory or teaching about gender and sexuality in schools. When we asked about that specifically in our questionnaire, uh, most Democrats stayed most kind of nonspecific in their responses. So rather than giving a, you know, a full-throated support of race, gender, and sexuality curriculum, they sort of said, you know, we should take politics out of curriculum. We shouldn't have the legislature be deciding that. We should leave it to our educational professionals. Um, And Republicans are a little more forceful on that, but it really sort of goes uh, across a varied slate among them. So these candidate questionnaires are going to start rolling out this week, right, Kyle? Yeah, yeah they are. We're going to start rolling them out, um, and we hope to have all of them done uh, very soon. So about the time that those start coming out, there we'll have more stories of coverage of the legislative race on this following Sunday in the print edition. I've been working on multiple stories overall about the the power and control in the legislature and sat down with some of the leaders and asked them, you know, these three scenarios of the supermajority happening for Republicans, if Democrats gain seats, if nothing changes at all, and what that would actually look like. And a lot of these same same kind of issues that we uh, ask people about on the questionnaires are things that we'll probably see in the in the legislative session. So you'll be able to read more of that in the News and Observer, newsobserver.com. So uh, 
let's take a, a look at some of these candidate questionnaires. We'll give you all a preview of, of what will be published in the coming days of the various races. So first up, let's talk about Aaron Pare and Christine Kelly. So Kyle, I'll let you uh, explain a little bit about what that district is and then the responses that we've gotten from them. Yeah. So Aaron Pare and Christine Kelly are running in House District 37. Uh, this covers Holly Springs, Fuquay, Verena, and some of Apex. So uh, Aaron Pare is the incumbent, uh, and this district does lean Republican. Um, but she is being uh, challenged by Christine Kelly, who's a marketing manager at SAS. Uh, she was also on the Holly Springs Town Council uh, from 2017 to 2021. After that, she ran for mayor of the town but lost, and now she's running for this House district. So when we look at their responses, uh, Pare says that her priorities are the economy. Uh, she specifically mentions inflation. She also says uh, schools, as in school choice, uh, giving more opportunities for charter schools, opportunity scholarships, as well as school resource officers. And she also mentions that she returned $32 million in tax dollars to her district for traffic and safety projects. Uh, she also talks about using the surplus that the legislature has for tax cuts in school security. She's undecided on Medicaid expansion and undecided on medical marijuana, which is something that we've seen Democrats pretty united on. Uh, she also says that abortion should be banned at some point during the first trimester. Now, that's less than 12 weeks in. She also says she's pro-life, but she supports exceptions for rape, incest, and the life of the mother. And uh, I did pull a quote from her response to our question about gender and sexuality curriculum. She says that the legislature should promote parental involvement in a child's education, especially regarding topics such as sexuality and gender. And again, that uh, tell us who that candidate is a little so everybody knows. Yes. So that's Erin Pere. She's currently a House member. So she is the incumbent and she's a Republican. And then she's challenged by Christine Kelly. She's the marketing manager at SAS, who was on the Holly Springs Town Council. She's a Democrat. Uh, she mentions her priorities as being funding education, the environment and pro-democracy reforms like uh, independent redistricting of the legislative districts and uh, voter access. Um, like all of our Democratic candidates, she's pro-Medicaid expansion, pro-medical marijuana. She also brings up the Leandro case, which has been very common among Democratic candidates. Uh, she says there should be no restrictions on abortion, but she also mentions that the legislature should do more to prevent unintended pregnancies, uh, such as uh, prioritizing birth control access and sexual education. In response to our gender, sexuality and race curriculum question, uh, she says the legislature shouldn't be making these curriculum decisions, but should be prioritizing diversity, equity and inclusion programs. So just a reminder to listeners, this is called the, the, the grant that's funding this project, 170, and the 170 is all those races across the state and local news organizations and, and all of the questionnaire areas that we get responses to can just run these for free. Um, so that's, that's an important part of the project that we're able to offer this statewide. And I'm sure um, show, show your appreciation to the, the grant that funded it and to, and to Kyle for putting all the, uh, all the work in on this. So uh, we're going to start talking about another race before we take a break. And this is one that's gotten a little contentious lately. Uh, it's a higher profile. It, it's, a, it's a competitive district, but it's also higher profile because the incumbent is, is a Democrat. It's Robert Rees, whose district has changed somewhat. He's Chatham County. His last term it included a little bit of Durham. It does not anymore. And he's running against Walter Petty. And lately, you know, we're, we're getting so close to the election. And if not everybody votes on Election Day, so the early voting, you know, the election's actually even sooner 
Um, and there's, of course, just how this goes with campaign seasons, that advertisements and mailers are, are already ramping up and they're critical of each other. And so Reeves has had thoughts on that this past week where he put out a video on social media t talking about that he didn't like the mentioning his family and Petty wrote something saying, you know, don't mention my family. And a lot of it, uh, it was over like missed votes and and different things used in, in mailers and the, the different family reasons that they were or weren't there for votes. So that's kind of the background on, on Reeves and Petty. So Kyle, if you can just start telling us um, a little bit more uh, starting about Reeves and then and then we'll pause for a break and then and then tell you all the rest of it. Absolutely. So Reeves, the House Democratic leader, uh, he responded in his questionnaire that uh, he would advocate for tax cuts, which is actually something we didn't see in the Republican created uh, budget that came out this summer and was passed. Um, and he also mentions funding, edu funding education, uh, pro Medicaid expansions. And then when we talked about education in that questionnaire, he had this quote where he said, North Carolina in recent years has been too focused on micromanaging educators instead of investing in them. So he's referencing sort of the Parents' Bill of Rights, the interest in gender and sexuality curriculum. Uh, he also says that the state law that bans abortions after 20 weeks should remain in place, but the North Carolina should codify Roe v. Wade into law, and he's pro-legalizing medical marijuana. Okay, we're going to pause for a break and, and a note on Rees because he's the Democratic House leader. He's one of the people I sat down with for an upcoming story and talked a little bit more about, about some of the things that are in the questionnaire, too. So we'll have a lot of, of what he's saying about the way things could go depending on, on who has control next session. So we'll be back uh, in a minute for a little bit more of these questionnaire talks and then our picks for a headliner of the week. All right, we're back. You're listening to Under the Dome. I'm News and Observer Politics reporter Don Vaughn here with Kyle Ingram. Before the break, we were talking about the candidate questionnaires between Democrat Robert Reeves and Republican Walter Petty. Kyle, if you want to pick up where we left off. Yeah. So now we're on to Walter Petty. He's the Republican challenger against Reeves. Uh, he owns a generator sales and service company. Uh, he's a three-time Chatham County commissioner, now running for this House seat. So in his questionnaire, he also talks about enhancing education funding, something that we've seen uh, across parties in all these questionnaires. Um, but he mentions, as well as that, the Parents' Bill of Rights. This was the bill that was introduced this past summer that would have made it uh, banned to discuss gender and sexuality as a part of the curriculum in grades K through three. Uh, he also focuses on more funding for the law enforcement and infrastructure. When we asked him about the tax surplus, he said we should give that money to the rainy day fund and then whatever's left over should go back to taxpayers. He's undecided on Medicaid expansion and undecided on medical marijuana. Says there should be a ban on abortion, but with some exceptions. And when asked about his further position on that in the questionnaire, he said, quote, I know what this district's family values are and what is important to them. Okay, so we've got time for maybe one one more uh, quick roundup of, of another questionnaires, another race. And again, we sent these out totally across the state. If you're a candidate who's listening to this and you didn't send yours back, uh, the time has passed. Hurry up and we'll <laughs> we'll try to we'll try to get you in because, you know, this is letting people know what you think about things and why you want to be in the General Assembly and what you want to do there. So this is important for for voters, for just everyone to understand what's what's going on in our state. So if you haven't turned those in yet, please do. If you know someone who hasn't turned it in yet, please do. Um, all right. So Kyle, give us give us uh, one more race and, and what's going on. Of course. Yeah. 
So Senate District 39, moving over to the state Senate, we've got DeAndrea Salvador and Mark Robeson. Uh, Salvador is the Democratic incumbent, incumbent and Robeson is the Republican challenger. This district covers Mecklenburg County, most of Southwest Charlotte. So the challenger, Mark Robeson, he's uh, a banker. He's worked at First Union, Wachovia, and Deutsche Bank. He's currently running his own financial service business. Uh, this is a pretty solid blue district, but I think this questionnaire lets us see how Republican platforms are looking in less solidly red areas. So if we look at Salvador's responses, uh, she's talking about uh, education, the economy, health and safety as her main priorities. Uh, she's also said she's in favor of maintaining the healthy surplus that the state has right now, but some of it should be going towards education and infrastructure projects. Unsurprisingly, pro-Medicaid expansion, pro-medical marijuana. She also points out something that a lot of Democrats pointed out in their responses, which is that North Carolina is 43rd in the nation in per-pupil spending. Um, so talking about bringing us back up on that national ranking. Uh, she also says there should be fewer restrictions on abortion after 20 weeks. Uh, she mentions that she had actually co-sponsored a bill in the legislature to codify Roe v. Wade into state law. And she says curriculum decisions regarding gender, race, and sexuality are best left to educators and parents. So if we look at Robeson, on the other hand, uh, his priorities, he said he's uh, prioritizing supporting law enforcement. He says that Mecklenburg County needs more district attorneys. Uh, he also mentioned that... Uh, you know, North Carolina makes 20% of its tax revenue off of Mecklenburg County, but he says the county isn't seeing much of that coming back to them. Uh, he is actually pro-Medicaid expansion and pro-medical marijuana, which is somewhat of a rarity among our Republican uh, candidates for the legislature. Um, he also says that uh, the money that's going into education isn't being properly accounted for. He thinks there should be audits on where that money is going. Also says he's in favor of keeping the law banning abortion after 20 weeks. Uh, but then he later clarified in the questionnaire that he thinks it should be 15 weeks, which wasn't an option in our original question and should have exceptions for rape, incest and death of the mother. Um, when we asked about gender sexuality curriculum, he says that schools should be reverted to a classical curriculum. One thing that we haven't mentioned yet, we did ask all candidates whether they accepted the results of the 2020 presidential election, uh, Trump versus Joe Biden. Uh, he does accept those. We saw almost all candidates that have responded have said yes so far, um, but about 12 are in the no or maybe section. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. Um, also about Medicaid expansion and medical marijuana that that more Republicans didn't say they supported that when Medi Medicaid expansion generally is is supported by a majority of Republicans. It certainly is the leader of both chambers. They're just fighting about how exactly it would look. So my guess is candidates are kind of waiting to see how it ends up uh, coming up and, and and what the bill actually looks like if there's a if there's a compromise bill at one point. And then of course uh, medical marijuana has been has been uh, led by a lot of Republican lawmakers, but. That doesn't mean that you, of course, have the consensus of, of everyone in the caucus. So people are probably just sort of treading lightly to to see what happens. So um, interesting takes. And again, uh, we've got so many of these and you can find out about the people running. An important thing, too, that we decided to include in these questions. Some of these are issues that will be coming up in the legislative session. But also we asked what's important in each of their districts. So that tells you a little bit more about why uh, this person or that person should be your representative or senator for, for the area where you live. So, all right. Well, thank you, Kyle, for all your work on this. And everybody, you know, take a look when, when we get those out in the, in the coming days and, and weeks as, as we lead up to Election Day.
So now it's time for a headliner of the week. Kyle, uh, you go first. Yes, very excited about this one. Uh, as you know, I'm a Tar Heel, currently finishing my senior year at UNC. So my headliner is going to have to be the UNC women's lacrosse team, who just won the national championship. Uh, they were hosted in the House chamber, took a picture with the Speaker of the House. They also were invited into the Governor's Mansion and got a proclamation from Roy Cooper. So proud of my Tar Heels. All right. We're recording this on Friday, and I don't know if the uh, game will actually happen between UNC and Virginia Tech on Saturday, but I'm a proud <laughs> Hokie, so I just have to do a little mild uh, anti-UNC trash talking just for that. Because Hokies usually you know, play better in the rain than uh, UNC footballs from, from what I've seen. So. <laughs> All right. Well, my headliner, and I mentioned it with rain, but it's obviously much more serious, is uh, Hurricane Ian, which is, you know, dominating the news uh, for all the destruction that it's already done in Florida. And then as we are recording this on on Friday, it you know, it's uh, rain is already here in North Carolina and North Carolina and South Carolina are going to have some, you know, long term impacts. We hope that. Um, everyone stays stays safe and and flooding and power outages and and re- any sort of related destruction is is minimal at best. So, all right, everyone, for the News and Observer, I'm Don Vaughn with Kyle Ingram, who we hope to have on again sometime soon. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. For more from our politics team, subscribe to the News and Observer at newsobserver.com slash subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Under the Dome and NC Insider and sign up for our weekly political newsletter, also called Under the Dome, at newsobserver.com slash newsletters. Thanks for listening.